0: Don't forget, you're going to die.
1: Welcome to a very special episode of the We Croak podcast. I am your host, Hansa Bergwall. And alongside, as always, I'm Ian Thomas. And today we are going to be talking about our first seven episodes of the Wee Croak podcast. What we thought was interesting, what we thought was important and where we're going to go from here, because we have a lot more conversations we want to share with you. Absolutely. It's an
0: opportunity to pause and reflect on the first season and get ready for everything
1: and all that will come next. So Ian, looking back at the first seven episodes, what parts do you remember best or think were most important? To
0: me, it was the incredible diversity of the kind folks willing to to come on and, and give us an hour of their time. These, these wonderful guests have created, at least you know, in my mind and hopefully our, our viewers as well, this sort of amazing you know, constellation of different perspectives. Makes me think about the, the stars in the sky that you and Alan Lightman spoke so thoughtfully about. And our guests are like different points, different stars in the sky, individual perspectives. But hopefully you know, these perspectives don't just exist on their own. You know, we, we can draw lines between them and we could form our own constellations of all these different stars. And, you know, ultimately we're all sort of thinking and talking about the same thing and each stars will shine a little differently. Maybe one guest resonated more so than the others. And the trick is just to find that. How about you? What sort of stories do you think have, have really struck a chord with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, all these different perspectives and they all have to die and it, You know, it's no wonder, I guess, that a physicist and a comedian and a palliative care nurse all approach it a little bit differently. And I think that's really interesting, just to hear other people's stories of how they think about impermanence. And, you know, the things that I'm thinking about a lot are you know the systemic things you know the the jaron lanier conversation about social media and what it's doing to our heads that it's changing how we think and creating addictive patterns um you know some of the systemic things we talked about with sally tisdale about how people die in america today and all the missed opportunities to make them more comfortable and have meaningful lives to the end you know these seem like really really big things that we all need to talk about more
0: Sally's conversation is certainly one of my favorites and her discussion about having, you know, a good death and like what that means and you know how sometimes our desire to achieve such a thing may actually, you know, in some cases undermine the last parts of, you know, a, a good life. And the way that we think about death in some ways is kind of backwards and it's you know something that until you've experienced it either through a family member or or a close friend, you don't really know how to react. And how do you how do you do with it? How do you stand there in in the room with, with the person who is dying? And she illustrated that so well, really made made me think about that differently.
1: Yeah, so you know, we started this whole crazy We croak app thing with just five notifications a day. Like a little dart of impermanence into to interrupt our lives. And you know, these of course are longer conversations and I don't know, and you your life as you're, you know, dealing with the how has the sort of long form changed how you're thinking about death?
0: It's such a perfect compliment in in my mind. You go from having a experience that lasts five seconds on your phone five times a day, to yes, let's let's sit down on on the couch or let's go for a walk and let's really engage and I, I connect backwards to you know, quotes I maybe received that week that someone says something and it really resonates with me. As many different ways that you could experience it. And to me, it's all about finding finding the way that speaks most strongly to you and then chasing after that. So that's been one of my favorite parts. And then getting to edit the episodes, I have the pleasure of listening to them, you know, many, many times as they go through and are being edited. And every time I listen to it, even if it's the hundredth time, I I hear I hear things differently or I get something else out of it that I never did before. And it makes me want to listen to it another, another hundred times. How has it changed for you, Hansa, going from five times a day to five times a day and an hour a week.
1: The biggest feeling for me is, you know, I thought I knew a lot about, you know, this death, thinking about death stuff. And then when I started talking to more writers or thinkers or just other people and how they approach these ideas, it just, it's that feeling of, you know, oh, I'm actually just scratching the surface here still. There's just so much richness of feeling and practical ideas about how to live your life. Uh, right up until the end. And all of it seems relevant to both today and a lot of time. So I guess the biggest thing is my curiosity has gotten a lot bigger again. It feels like, hey, we're on to something here. This is something that, you know, I've spent my whole life not talking about enough. And here we have this opportunity to really take a survey of the work people are already doing and sort of try to put it together into something. And what that thing is... I don't really know yet. I just know that I feel like we're we're on to something important here.
0: It really reminds me of when we first set out to try building this, this alap in the first place and that excitement and that joy of discovery and change. And it's been so cool to make that happen again, right here in our listeners ears. The world we live in is such, you know, and I think it's always been this way, such sort of an anxious, anxious kind of place. And we as humans are, are very uncertain. And it's, it's been this way, you know, for, millions of years and we always end up with more more questions than answers and more more curiosity than we'll ever have time to to satiate and life is one of one of the hardest things that that we could do and truly truly we need all the help we can get going through it you know despite everything that may unite or divide us you know one thing that will always bring all of us together no matter what is that we we all truly will will die and maybe we can use this one commonality that transcends literally everything to, to use it, to change the way we think about these hard, hard things that, that we do and you know, ultimately maybe make life just just a little bit easier. Maybe not a whole lot easier. Maybe that's too much to ask, but just, just a little bit, 1%, 2% easier. And uh, I'll take all that I could get at least.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One thing that really struck me is that you know we're really getting the word out there about this I was reading an interview of the actor Ezra Miller, who's in the new Fantastic Beasts. And he was talking about contemplating death five times a day in the interview, uh, which, you know, made my head explode a little bit to hear that. I don't know if he has We Croak, but I feel like we're the ones that made that idea five times a day, you know, popular in America. And, you know, it's just amazing to hear it sort of come back to us in all these unexpected places from people we've never met. Who might be famous or not famous or live in a total other country? It's becoming a, a movement that's a lot bigger than us, of course. Do you have the latest numbers on how many people have joined up with the whole We Croak reminders? There are over
0: sixty thousand of us using the We Croak app, and we've delivered over nineteen million notifications so far. You know, in my mind, it always was the ultimate goal of making it so much bigger than than just an app or, or just a podcast. The idea that the folks in Bhutan had when they originally conceived this is just so so powerful, so strong. And the fact that it's spread so far and so wide with these new digital platforms and how it's really resonated with people and affected people, that's a testament to them and the way that they've put the universe together. And we're just finding a way to try to package it in a way to reach as many as many folks as possible if they think it could help
1: wow, yeah, and thank you by the way, anyone listening to this because we've still spent zero dollars on marketing we croak, and so that sixty thousand plus people is all people discovering it and then sharing it, telling their best friend or their mother or family member, hey, you've got to try this so it really is you know a movement at this point of people trying to be a little bit more conscious of the human condition, that we're all going to die.
0: And wellness, you know, on the whole has experienced such a huge boom. And there's so many people that are taking all sorts of different approaches to trying to make us feel more well, make us happier in our lives. You know, we've achieved so much economic prosperity and, and certain amounts of stability, you know, in this sort of post-industrial revolution world. And yet our tools for understanding the human condition, the human psyche are continue to be so crude. And it's really taking sort of a big bang sort of moment, like the kind we're experiencing now, to to do something about it, to create new ways of thinking about it that'll shock us out of our complacency. You know, it doesn't have to be this way. And we could we could do it. We could change how we how we think about life and death and and for the better. And We Croak is just a, a small part of that huge, massive revolution that goes all the way from some of the biggest companies in the world to two people sitting in an Airbnb um, at your dining room table trying to think about how this this might help our closest friends and family.
1: Yeah and I love our little place in wellness. you know so much wellness is so like I don't know omi I guess, like warm, inviting in a way that can almost draw you into complacency like a warm bath if you're not careful. And I love being the ones that, you know, we're friendly, but we're also bracing and hopefully shocking you out of your complacency and making you (laughs) reach for each day, like at the incredible opportunity that it is and cut the crap and find your moral clarity and find your stand in life, whatever that is, to live your values. You know, I, I like that. And I kind of, I need it, you know, more than I need a relaxing massage As great as that sounds, you know, I need to have something propelling me into being the kind of man I want to be.
0: Certainly. And sometimes it it takes
1: a little a little
0: shock to the system. There's that amazing analogy of the frog in the, you know, pot of water. And if you turn the heat up slowly and let your your morals or let the days sort of slip away without doing anything to sort of capture those moments to really live them out, you'll never, you'll never know. And the water will just sort of get warmer and warmer and warmer as the heat on the stove gets termed up until you're, you're boiling and it's almost too late to get out. Versus something like Wee Croak is, you know, jumping into a steaming pot of water or jumping into a super hot bath. And as a frog, we will, we will hop our, ourselves out of there as quickly as possible. And I think that's exactly the kind of necessary thing that, that works for some folks to, to shock us out of our, our complacency you know i'm a generally very sort of happy positive person and a lot of folks were surprised that i would be part of a of a project that you know in some ways you know is is very dark and you know they got to learn you know a little bit about me as a person as someone who's yeah well in order to to be happy you do need to have that that contrast there is truly no no light without shadow and if you blindly go through life thinking that everything's the best and everything's so awesome it truly isn't. Um, and you lose, you lose all sense of self and, and sense of context,
1: you know, wellness or these ideas about positivity today, you know, it's like people just want to be full of light and then only look at other light. And it kind of feels like, Hey, if you've got light, you know, the whole purpose of any kind of light is to push into the darkness, you know, uh, light means moral clarity. It's like to see what's there totally and clearly. And, all of its detail. Um, if light is love in this metaphor, it's to love into the darkness, you know, to reach the people that are suffering or are hurting or, or even have done things that aren't so great or, or are terrible. And I see this whole idea of thinking about death more as a necessary first step so that we're not just navel-gazing, congratulating ourselves about how positive we are.
0: And it's so easy, I think, to absolutely slip into that, where people don't want to talk about the negative, negative things in their life, you know, at least in culture in the United States. That's that's sort of taboo. You know, if you walk up to someone and say, like, oh, hi, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm not really doing so well. You know, that's, I, I would bet that 9 out of 10 people wouldn't know how to respond to that because they have never heard that response before. And, you know, when that happens, people don't know how to go about saying, like, well, hey, like, well, what's really going on? Or... Hey, you know, you know, what could we do to to help? Or maybe we just need to sit here and and appreciate this darkness, appreciate this sadness, so that, you know, eventually we can go into into a different place. Has that ever happened to you, Hansa, where you've asked someone like, Hey, how are you? and uh, they've said, like, oh, it's terrible or oh it's bad. I just don't think that's a really a thing, at least in my experience.
1: Almost never. However, I feel like that's our mission to kind of interrupt all the cliches and enforced positivity that's happening in our culture and make room for something different. And now that we have this crazy WeCroak platform, you know, I hear from people writing me about what's going on in their lives that is pretty hard all the time now, just because they think we might understand (laughs) as the people who put out this app. So clearly there's a hunger for admitting what's true and, and talking about it more.
0: And we're, we are no more well-equipped than, than anyone else. It's something that's inherent to in all of us, I think, to, to empathize and try to understand and try to be with someone. So it's just a, a tool, an invitation, really, to, to have this conversation. Because maybe, maybe it is really hard to, to bring up, and it's much more you know, sort of socially acceptable to talk about a new app that does this interesting death positivity concept versus saying, like, actually, you know, I'm, I'm hurting right now. And I, I need you to hear me. And whatever it takes to to have the conversation that needs to be had, it's absolutely, absolutely worth doing.
1: Okay, so great. So what else is happening in your life right now, Ian? Like what, what kinds of things have you been doing or that you might recommend for everyone listening out there?
0: You know, one of the fun things about the holidays is I always spend a, a ton of time traveling or, or flying around. So I'm always listening to a new audiobook book and actually just finished a wonderful trilogy, a fun sci-fi trilogy. And it's a, uh, a series called the three body problem. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Right. So it's, it's so epic in, uh, in scope and scale and in thinking about sort of life and death. And this is uh this is not a book to be listening to in the car. Cause uh, sometimes I want to sort of drive off the road. It's just very intense. So if you are looking for some, you know, 90 hour, maybe audiobook book uh, trilogy to, pick up over the holidays. I'm I'm a big fan uh, of the three body problem and it's and it's two sequels. You enjoyed it,
1: Hansa? I just actually finished the second book and I don't want to give any of it away because it was one of the best surprises I ever got reading anything. But I had that like creepy feeling going up and down my spine and and every single pore of my skin like a horror movie when I was like too young to be watching horror movies. It was so good.
0: Brilliant. How about how about you? What have you been uh doing for fun recently
1: well uh one thing that i've been doing that i'm pretty excited about is leading these 40-day meditation challenges with my friend ryan yeah basically we're doing one how to prevent freaking out over the holidays right now and it's kind of fun and it's all about breath work and yeah if people want to check that out they can go to uncoileddaily.com because meditation every day is really really cool and i love sharing it so that's been one kind of other passion side project that i've really enjoyed and i'm trying to think about a book the southern reach trilogy starting with annihilation they just made a movie about the first one is my other favorite science fiction trilogy of the last few years it's kind of like through the looking glass uh lewis carroll meets kafka somehow and it's just brilliant and fun So where do you want to go from here? Because I know we, we talk to people and we also talk on people working on specific issues. So like what, what places and issues in our society today are you interested in using this podcast to shine some light on?
0: One of my favorite episodes was when we sat down with Jared Lanier and he had some very practical and simple yet very hard things to do in terms of deleting all your your social media accounts but that certainly had a very overt effect on how how I interacted with with technology and so I'd I'd love to see us thinking more about what are some of the aspects of our 21st century life that we can think about and who could we talk to that could shed some insider's light on how these things really work you know once you understand that social media is in some ways trying to bum you out and truly contributing massively to this face of positivity that just is so pervasive in, in society. No one ever posts something that is bad that happened to them. It's always something really good.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we have to talk about tech more. One, because it's such an important issue today. And it really is messing with people's heads. And because we're part of tech in a way, at least we have an app. And I think it's Our job to be a little bit of a gadfly and try to interrupt the regularly scheduled program and see if we can provoke some values out of people who make decisions about how tech functions. And yeah, I think we have to do that. I'm also interested in really leaning into some of these practical philosophies, you know, like stoicism, Buddhist meditation practice, like we've done a little bit of, but it's a wide and big world of ideas around mindfulness and death contemplation and I feel like there's there's a lot more to introduce people to as well oh most
0: certainly and you know getting to also speak with professionals who deal with death as part of their their daily life they have such focused and clear sort of visions about it and you know no matter what the subject matter is just getting to hear from someone who has a very clear and concise picture of of the universe, at least as it pertains to them. You know, I find that super helpful in trying to to figure out the universe as it as it might pertain to me.
1: Yeah. And finally, kind of like what we want to do with shining a light on some of the ugly side of tech, I think there are some more issues that can get kinda ugly, where I think it's our job just to shine a, a light on them, to investigate them a little bit more. And just like we don't want to think about death, sometimes we don't want to think about what's really happening in this world. And this podcast would be a good place to talk to some of the people working on those issues. Things like pervasive institutional racism or what uh, market forces are doing to people. Just all those different things that we don't want to talk about. We should talk about them more here. Yeah, so couple last updates for everyone. Uh, so we are working on getting a great list of new guests who will be coming on the show. And also thank you to everyone who contributed on Patreon. We are now uh, investing in some new audio recording equipment, which will make the audio of the Week podcast hopefully much more superior to how it has been so far. And yeah, and I think you and I, Ian, will kind of regroup after many of our episodes and just have short conversations to kind of talk about where this whole inquiry, really, this conversation and inquiry into shining a light on death and all the things around it, how it's going. Absolutely. I think it was a
0: really great experiment that we got to try in Jaron Lanier's episode And that's definitely something that in the next season of the week or podcast, we will play with more and see if we could find a really good balance there.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this little regroup before the next sort of season of people come out. We'll have some more episodes and updates for you soon. And thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, you're still going to die.